tonight, uh, as we have been, as we all know, most of us here, I think all of us are pretty well regulars. If you're a uh, are a visitor here tonight, we've been doing something for almost this coming year. We'll be going on four years. Well, we've gathered together. And one of our lay people, our laity, will get up and do a devotion, and uh, you know they last anywhere from five minutes to twenty minutes. Some of them get to preaching and maybe last thirty or forty minutes. <laughs> Especially us preachers, we don't know how to do devotions anymore. But the truth of the matter is, some of the greatest word that I've ever heard is coming out of the mouth of our laity, our men and women of the church, uh, that's just given some good, solid words. Some of them's just been very basic, very simple, where it was right on time, a word in season that we needed. Others have been uncovering spiritual uh, depth of the word and being brought out in things that I've not even seen before. That's been marvelous and wonderful. And I want to commend every one of our speakers that have been doing that. But I tell you what, I've been watching the news. It is a, it's just confirmed to me of how much we need to be praying for our nation, guys. I have never seen um, something accelerate the evil and the ungodliness of our nation. I've never seen it accelerate like it is right now. It's unbelievable what's taking place in our nation. Just the, uh, two or three nights ago, I was sitting there and I thought, did I hear that right? And I got a DVD and I just backed it up, you know, and listened to it. And, uh, and, and I said, yeah, I heard it right. It was on the news and it was uh, out in L Los Angeles. There's a whole school district where they have voted down where uh, it's no longer going to be accepted to say the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, or neither have the national anthems, anthem sing, and then they said, and then they're replacing it with uh, material that has got gay stuff in it and lesbian stuff in it and different things of that nature, and they're just going completely off the chart, and they're beginning to curse what they call the hate group of America, which is the patriots of America holding to one nation under God. And um, it's time that we stand up and fight. And the way that we fight is not doing what all these bullies are doing, going out here and rioting and burning things and getting guns and shoving people, kicking people and cussing people and going into restaurants and bugging people when they try to eat. That, that, that's no more godly than a man on the moon. We as Christians don't do that kind of fight. But I tell you, we fight by bowing our knees and, and uh, our fight is not a flesh and blood fight. Our fight is against principalities and powers and against rulers of darkness in this present world. So in a minute, we will be praying. And when you pray, I've just got a burden for our nation. Our nation needs us to seek the Lord on its behalf. Our president, our senators, our congressmen that are trying to fight this fight are just being bullied and, and their, their lives threatened and their families are just being tormented. They can't, their children can't even go to school in certain places. Now, they had to put them in private schools and, and get guards over them because of all of this stuff that's taking place. You even have certain congressmen and congresswomen who get up and tell them, go attack them, go fight them, get in their face, you know, and those kinds of things. And um, enough's enough. It's time that we, we pray against it. Anybody with me in this house? It's time that we fight against it, we pray against it. Tonight, our devotion is going to be given by Ricky Cochran. Would you make him welcome as he comes tonight? I know that he's a great man of God. I'm looking forward to hearing him again tonight. And um, if you've never done this before, I want you to know, get ready, because Randy's always, he's the one that 
kind of is over Wednesday night service and he'll be looking the congregation over and he may be calling on you and you'll find out hard it is. One guy used to always kid me about us preachers never doing anything and so we asked him to speak one time on a Wednesday night and when he got done he said, I'll never say anything bad about you again. He said, it took me a month to try to get this thing and I'm scared to death. But would you make him feel welcome again, Brother Ricky Cochran. God is good. Ooh, that light is bright. I don't know that I can see anybody out there. Well, uh, I want to give you a testimony first off about Sean. Last Wednesday night, Sean was hot and got sick and went over to Mama and, and got a little whiny. And, and uh, she called me and said, I'm taking Sean home. I said, no, you're taking Sean to the emergency room. I said, because he was up the night before and he was acting like he had chest pains. So, you know, we was concerned. Sean, don't, Sean does not complain. He had shingles so bad that he come upstairs one day and he told his mom he had the water was burning his back and she raised his shirt and he had shingles. And we didn't even know. And he probably had them for a week or so. He didn't even tell nobody. He hid it, you know. Until he gets to hurting, he won't let you know. So anyway, Tuesday night he was complaining because he had... I heard him, Mom. And so she went in, does, well, she always does, takes care of me. And then so Wednesday when he come to church, I think it was Chuck's uh, sausage that got him. That's what we blame it on. And, and actually John's the one that cooked the sausage, but we put the blame on Chuck. So Chuck's got big shoulders, you know. And uh, Chuck has stepped up into the world. He's got an iPhone. Said he'd never get one of those, but praise the Lord, Chuck's got an iPhone. I told him a while ago, I said, next is an iPad. You'll love an iPad. They're wonderful. You can see on them. But anyway, we, she takes Sean to the emergency room. Sean gets up in the emergency room. And uh, I heard that there was prayer here. You know, they prayed for Sean. And it was just like that. Sean had changed. And so the doctors come in. They run a bunch of tests on him. say, well, we can't find him. We think maybe it's just indigestion. So they mix him up a concoction. And, and Sean got a little whoopty legged he, he drank that cantile. I don't know what was in there. But he was seeing things, you know. He, he was up and at him, boy. He was ready. And so, anyway, they come in and say, well, we're just going to send you home. So we, he had a doctor's appointment Monday for a scheduled doctor's visit. So we said, well, we'll wait till Monday and see what happens, you know. So he was doing good. We watched him. Felt like maybe he might have been a little puny, you know, and it might have been that concoction they gave him. It might have been a pretty rough stuff because he got constipated after that, you know. And so, anyway, he, uh, we got him home and... and what are you saying out there? They're talking about me. So anyway, he got constipated and got him home. He got that all taken care of. Monday he went to the doctor. Doctor ran all the tests on him. Come back with a clean bill of health. Amen. Nothing wrong with him. You know? <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is good. Well, anyway, I've, brother has is, is, is challenged us to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? How many of you ever read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? All right, I see a lot of hands out there. That's great. Well, I read Matthew. I've, I've been reading into Matthew. And, and uh, if I was to ask you what you'd say about Matthew chapter 1, what would you tell me? Genealogy of Jesus, right? Well, there's more to it than that. Yeah. You know, so I kind of thought that was funny. I've asked a few people, and, and everybody says, well, one lady even said, you know, well, I had to work my way through that genealogy. Yeah. I thought, well, that's kind of funny. I said, but you didn't read the part I read. 
You know, if you was to do a study on the genealogy of Jesus, there ain't no place to hide from that light. I'm telling you, I'm walking and I can't get away from it. If you was to do a study on the, just the genealogy of Jesus, I would love to do something like that for a month. Because there is so much information in there about each of those individual people. You know, and you should know, let's say you should know at least 30% of them, maybe 50% of them, you know, because if you've read the word, there's certain of them stick out, you know, like Ruth. Y'all know Ruth? Y'all know Obed? Who's Obed? Y'all know Jesse? Y'all know David, right? And so it's, if you would just do a study on just the genealogy of Jesus, it would be awesome because there's so much information in there we leave out we don't think of. You know, all the stories that go on with the genealogy of Jesus. We're going to get on down into chapter, I mean, verse 18. And I like to read the Word. When I read the Word, it excites me. It gets me pumped up. You know, it just, I just, I can just find things in there. God just like He opens doors. He opens, and you know, you, next year you can read it and it'll be a whole different story. It's all in what's dealing with you, it seems like. <clears throat> but this is what we're going to read. So if you got your Bible, if you got your iPhone, get on, go to Matthew chapter 1, let's go to verse 18. And this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to slip out the back, Jack. How many times have we slipped out the back? I'm bad about that. I go to Walmart and I come through the back door. I go through the back aisles because I don't want to see nobody. Because if I run into somebody, it's an hour. You know, and I don't have an hour. And so everybody makes fun of me because I don't like to go to Walmart. But if I go to Walmart, I promise you, God will put someone in front of me and I'll have to sit there and talk to them. And they need talking to. You know? Now, my wife, on the other hand, she can go to Walmart, be in there two hours. And people have testified. I knew your wife was in there. I heard her. <laughs> She's got one of those laughs that just carry. You know, oh, yeah, Cindy's in here. I know she's in here somewhere. I can hear her. And so a lot of times they'll look her up. You know, they'll, I knew you was here. You know, or they'll call her. Or they'll see her at church the next Time they see, I, I can tell you, you was at Walmart Tuesday at two o'clock. Yeah, how'd you know? How did you not know? <laughs> you know, she loves to go to Walmart. That's her gift. That's not mine. You know, I run from Walmart, but I do have to go on occasion. And when I go, Lord help me, it happens. It costs me time, but. I should probably go to Walmart more often because I think that's where God wants me to go to minister. You know, you can do a lot of ministry in Walmart if you don't try. Okay, let's get back to Joseph. Boy, that's a long rabbit. <clears throat> because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, you know, he was faithful to the law, he did not want to put her away. <clears throat> and, he, you know, he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. He wanted to put her away privately. That's, that says quite a bit for Joseph, doesn't it? You know, he's, he was quite the man. He was, he was just going to 
Just let it go. Was he hurt? Yeah, he was, he was, man, it hurt him bad. What do you, you know, he had bad thoughts about Mary. Are we not any different? When someone does us wrong, do we, first thing we go to is the bad pile, huh? We don't think maybe there could be another reason or something. We just automatically get upset. And so here Joseph was thinking bad things. And he said, man. So he's just going to put her away privately and let her go. <clears throat> and all this too, took place. Well, I'm going to skip the verse. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> is God not always with us? Huh? Even in, the, in the, even in the bad times, God's right there with us. He never forsakes us, does he? And he was right there with Joseph all the time. But Joseph had to, you know, got scared, didn't he? We do the same thing. I get scared. You know, I go into my little corner somewhere. And pout, maybe. You know, or, or go out the back, Jack. You know, that's my paraphrase. Slip away. <clears throat> but God always comes through on time. And he takes care of me. And he, and he watches out over me. And he gives me the word. And this is where I, I get more than anywhere. If I get back in, if I'll get in the word, his answer will come right to me. But do we do that all the time? Well, we ponder on it too long, you know. I'm guilty of, of pondering on that sin. Pondering on you hurt my feelings. You know, that's not the love of Jesus, is it? You know, we should love one another. <clears throat> All right. She will give birth to a son. Now listen to this. This is the most awesome part in the whole world. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. What did he get to do? He got the name. Give Jesus his name, didn't he? Wow. Have you ever thought about it that way? Joseph got to give Jesus his name. How many opportunities do we miss because we don't do it? We go hide in a corner. We go out slip away. And here Joseph got to give Jesus his name. To me that's powerful. There's no better name than the name of Jesus, is there? There's no more spoken name than the name of Jesus. Even today. You know? And so Joseph got to give that name. He got to name that little baby boy. Jesus. That is awesome. Because he will save his people from their sins. That's you and me, right? Praise the Lord. <clears throat> okay, verse 22. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. We love that name, don't we? God with us. Praise the Lord. He is with us everywhere we go. We can't get away. We just rely on that name. When the devil attacks me, that's the first thing I say. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Why do I say that? Because in the word it says, at that very name, the devil has to flee. He's got to go. 
you know. So I love that name. That's one of my favorite names. You know, I, and you might catch me saying that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I might be getting tormented. You know, yeah, you get tormented. And I bring up that name. Because at that name, the devil's got to go. Man, that's wonderful. That's powerful. That's awesome. That's for me and you. You know, he left us with just that name. That's pretty powerful. <clears throat> when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary home and his wife. But he did not con consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him that name, Jesus. What an awesome privilege. I think that God has something awesome for every one of us in here to do. You know, and it might just be giving a child a name. We don't know. But God has something awesome for each, each and every one of us to do. And so we need to get plugged in and do our part. You know, this place is going to fill up one day. I believe in my heart that, the, that it's coming. You know, I've already caught the vision. I've caught the dream. You know, I see it. You know, and the more people I talk to, the more it's real. You know, I praise God for the leadership in this church. You know, we have some awesome leaders. You know, and, and they just bless me. And the more I know about them, the more I want to know. The more excited I get. We was at Burger King Sunday night after church, and I, was, I got to talk with Chuck a little bit. And Chuck was, you know how Chuck is, he likes to talk, man. <laughs> and he was sharing some things, you know. And so I was learning, you know, and I love to learn. I love to learn the history of the church, some of the things that happened way back to when. You know, to me, history is important because it tells me where we've come from and where we're going. We've got great things in store. <clears throat> right now, I'd like to take, I just feel that God told me that there was going to be a youth that gets saved tonight. You know, they're having church over there in the youth room, too. That's, this is their big night. That's right. So if we take about three or four minutes, let's just have a little time of prayer, and let's pray for what's going on over there. All right? Yes. Can we do that? Yes. We can do it right there in our seats. All right? Let's do it. Lord God, we thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be in your house. Lord God, we just pray for those in the youth room, Lord. We pray, Father, for the music, Lord, that's being played. God, that you're anointing those children over there, Lord God. You've got great and mighty and wonderful things for those children to do, Lord God, those, those young adults. Lord, we just pray, Father, that you touch their hearts, touch their minds. Father give, Father, give them leadership, God. We thank you for Zach over there working with them and Amy. And, Father, all the other leaders that are working over there, God, we just pray for anointing on each and every one. Father, that you bless them, Lord God. I just know, Father, that something great is going to happen over there. Father, we just pray, Lord, that you just touch and move in a mighty way in that room, Lord. And, Father, when they leave that place, God, that they be saints of the Most High, Lord. They be out doing your will, doing your work, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for all that they do over there, Lord. We love you. We thank you, Lord. Amen.